0: I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast, and I hope you will take advantage of everything that we offer. Be sure to subscribe to this twice a week podcast. I'd also suggest visiting our website where you can sign up for our newsletter. You can listen to the 10-minute body scan meditation and check out the group and one-on-one coaching options, along with the resources and more information on anxiety. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out today. In today's episode, I want to talk to you a little bit about Nine anxiety reducing ways of living, and this is from an article a post that came out from Leo Babuta and I will have a link in the show notes to his full article. I'm just gonna hit some of the highlights here, but it's such a great article i I really couldn't let it go without sharing with you guys because. This is a way that we can begin to look at how we're living our life and get out of the uh, autopilot and actually start living in a way that is anxiety reducing. So Leo says our lives are often spent in a rush, almost on autopilot, drifting from one wave of busyness and distraction to another, adrift in a sea of crisis and urges. There's noise and quick tasks, lots of tabs, messages and requests, demands on our attention, multitasking, mind scattered everywhere. The nature of the world is chaos. But what if we could find a more deliberate way of moving through the chaos? And That's a great opening because that is how our lives can look sometimes. It's a very busy time of year, recording here in December, and it is actually ramping up as we move closer to a very um, religious holiday in the United States and around the world, and many people wanting to visit and have time off from work. So we get ramped up as we get closer to that time, we need to take time off work, we need to get more done before we go. So let's see what he has to say here. As uh, many of you may be caught in this crunch when this podcast first comes out. Let's see what he has. He has nine different ways. And I want to briefly go over them with you. Number one, he says, set intentions at the start. Now, in an earlier podcast, I mentioned that I just purchased a new planner. Um, I get one new one every year, but I'm trying a new one, a new layout and a new platform, the Panda Planner. And it is um, got things in there such as that. Where did, where you setting your intentions? making your plan, looking your weekly plan, your daily plan. So Leo says that when you start your day or any meaningful activity, check in with yourself and ask what your intentions are for the day or that activity. So I want to say to you, some of the things that you can do for your intentions is to ask yourself, do I want to be more mindful today? Do I want to be more consciously aware today? Do you want to be more compassionate with your children or your loved ones? Do you want to do a particular practice that we've talked about, perhaps your meditation practice, you know, set it as an intention at the start of the day or at the start of the week so that you can really have a goal set in your mind, in your planner or in your journal. The second one that he talks about is to pick an important task or tasks and make them your focus. What's meaningful for you today? Pick just um, three or even one. And um, that's something I work on is to try to pare it down, to keep it more simple, you know, and to not have 10 things that uh, I have as my important to do's. So if you can pick one, two, or maybe three at the most, and put your other things aside as you uh, come back to work on them. And what I like about what he talked about here was what he says, what tasks are meaningful to you today, we want to keep that word in mind, meaningful we are the ones who give things meaning. So we want to pay attention. Is, is what we're working on meaningful to us? And if not, we want to re-examine where it should go in our list of things to do or in our priorities. The third one that Leo lists here is to do one activity at a time. He says, if you're going to write, close all your other tabs and just write. If you're going to brush your teeth, just do that. If the activity is important enough to include in the limited container of your life, it's important enough to give it your full focus. Treat it as if it might be your last act on earth. Now, I love this one because this is mindfulness. This is doing what you're doing when you're doing it and not doing 10 other things. Or, you know, even even if you're worried about your productivity, they have found that doing more than one thing at a time makes you less productive. You are less productive in both areas. So it's important that we pick one activity at a time and let's be more mindful with it. It really... Every time we bring our mind, our attention to what we're doing, we begin to reduce our anxiety because we are there. We are not letting the mind take off into a hundred different directions and start running toward the wormhole. No, we're right here, right now doing this one task. The fourth one that Leo has listed is use any activity as a meditation. He says, this is really the same as the item above, but every single act is an opportunity to be fully with the activity. Everything we do can be a practice in breath, in presence, in deep consciousness. Treat each act as sacred and practice. Now, of course, this is the whole point of learning how to be in a meditative state is that we can bring it out into our world and do it with all of our activities in our life. And so, you know, I talk about you all learning how to meditate on a daily basis as a practice, because I want you to be able to take it out into your life and be able to do everything in a meditative state, meaning that you are fully present, that you are using your breath and you are consciously aware. So I hope that you are beginning to see that meditation practice that I talk about here all the time goes beyond sitting on the cushion, we take it off the cushion out into our daily life. And we use that same ability to focus and be with what is in our daily life. It's just that when we can learn how to do it quietly on a regular basis, on the cushion or on the chair or the couch, wherever you are, we we are practicing it. And then we take it out into our daily life with all the hustle and bustle that's going on around us. Number five that Leo has is create more space. Instead of filling every minute of the day with space, what would it be like to have some time of rest, solitude, quietude, and reflection? My tendency, he says, like many people, I suspect, is to finish one task and then immediately launch into the next. When there's nothing to do, I'll reach for my phone or computer and find something to read, to learn about, to respond to, something useful. But space is also useful. What would it look like to include space in our lives? giving each activity an importance, and when it's done, giving some weight to the space between activities. Taking a pause, taking a breath, reflecting on how the activity went, how I held my intention, how I want to spend the next hour of my life, moving deliberately in that space, not rushing through it this one speaks for itself. And you know that I've talked here often about creating space. We need space between our thoughts. And this is another thing that we learn in our meditation practice. We can begin to see that a thought ends and a new thought begins, but we can't do that unless we are paying attention. Number six that Leo has here for us is be in silence more. Our days are filled with noise, talking, messaging, taking in the cacophony of the online world. What if we deliberately created a space or two each day for being in silence? That could look like a couple of meditation sessions, a walk outside in nature, a bath, where we don't need to read, but just experience the bath a time for tea and nothing else but the tea, or just stopping to watch a sunset without taking photos. Silence is healing to the soul. This one is so right on. And we are practicing that here when we talk about getting out in nature, when we talk about taking the bath We want to be experiencing each of these things. Our meditation time, it's not just another thing to tick off our to-do list. It's to be in the experience of it. And I'm hoping that you will all begin to savor those moments. They don't even have to be long, but you could take uh, a little bit more time. You may want to have an extra meditation session or have One time for meditation and one time for a moment in silence with nature. Even if that's just looking out your window. I know there are those of you out there who have made this a practice and it is serving you. Look out your office window or your bedroom window. If you're washing the dishes and you are finished, take a breath before you go on to the next thing in the kitchen to take care of and look out the window and savor the nature for a moment it really begins to settle down the nervous system and let it go back into its natural place of peace and calm number 8 that leo has listed is simplify by limiting or banning we don't have to say yes to every french fry or cookie, or every YouTube video or beer. We can choose what we want in our lives deliberately and what we don't want or what we want less of. Then set limits or ban that activity. For example, you can limit sugar to be one treat every week. Or can you go a month without alcohol? or only watch YouTube videos between 6 and 7 p.m. These kinds of limits help us to simplify and be more deliberate. Now, you know, earlier uh, this month, I mentioned in a podcast that simplicity was one of my favorite things. And I'm on the same page here with Leo in that when we set limits, We actually give ourselves boundaries and we can actually feel safe and secure within those boundaries. And you know, when we are feeling safe, our anxiety tends to go down. It's when we feel safe that our amygdala can stand down and no longer be sending out messages for more adrenaline, more cortisol. So the actual act of having boundaries, of saying no, of having limits, which seems like a negative and difficult thing, can serve you in that you are feeling more safe and secure within those limits. And it simplifies your life. So there is less to be fussing with. Number nine, the last final one that Leo has here for us is listen to what life is calling you to do as we sit in silence, as we move deliberately into spaces we've created, as we check in with our intentions, we can listen. Listen to life, God, the universe, whatever you want to listen to and see what it's calling you to do. Maybe it's just your own heart, but you're being called. And if you listen, you will hear it. When you add these together, and you don't have to be perfect at any of them, they flow into a beautiful way to move through life. Thank you, Leo. That was a beautiful way to close it up, your nine ways of living. And these are all, every single one of them, are ways that will reduce your anxiety it is all about that mindfulness and being aware living with intention and listening to your own heart. I hope that this has been helpful for you. I am always happy to share a bit of other people's work that has that has grabbed my heart and tugged at me. And so I'll put the link to the entire post in the show notes if you would like to Read it yourself or perhaps subscribe to his newsletter. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to put out a personal invitation to those of you who would like to take your healing and your clearing of your anxiety panic to another level. If you are not someone who wants to join a group coaching program, you may be interested in joining in with me on coaching one-on-one. You can learn more about that at the website, anxietycoachespodcast.com and go to the one-on-one coaching page. Feel free to send me an email, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com with coaching in the subject, and I'll be sure to get back with you and we'll take it from there. No need to have this drag on forever. And now for today's quote. In an age of speed, I begin to think nothing could be more invigorating than going slow. In an age of distraction, nothing can feel more luxurious than paying attention.